Hi, and welcome to the Circle of Film Podcast. I'm Ryan, and join me as we step into It Chapter 2 in today's review episode. I can show you the world. Just take a look through my eyes. Chapter two marks, I don't know, it's a it's a funny, funny history for, for this movie and for its predecessor, for uh, the, the miniseries from, from 20 years ago and a lot of things around it. The first It came out two years ago. It's an R-rated horror film that featured nobody in the cast that was really recognizable at the time outside of maybe Finn Wolfhard uh, featured a director Andy Muschietti uh, Muschietti Muschietti who hadn't really made a name for himself outside of uh, his 2013 film Mama which is fine and then thanks to a pretty incredible advertising campaign uh, and despite being released in, you know, the beginning of September, the film made buckets and buckets of money. Uh, lots of praise was heaped on it. It, you know, it, it, it just it just kind of captivated a lot of people. Uh, I know, I know people who went and saw it, you know, dozen a dozen times or so, and I saw it twice in theaters. And I'm not a huge horror fan, but. The first It had just such a really good vibe to it. I think it knew how to be fun uh, and, and really f- um, work with the, uh, the, the aesthetic of these kids and this band of quote-unquote losers being together, working together, living together, having fun together. And, and it was good. All of that was really good. And... Then we get this movie, and so th- there's a lot of expectations that are heaped onto it. You know, it's got to be as good as the first one. It also has to show all of these characters that we were learned were introduced to 27 years later. So you got to have a great cast that can, you know, pull off this this dichotomy between the young and the old. Uh, you need to be just as scary, just as creepy, but the villain is the same, right? Like, it's still Pennywise. He's still got the same shtick. You just have to make it new and interesting and and try to make it just as scary, if not, you know, scary in a different way from the first one. And I I think there's just a lot of pressure on It Chapter 2 to kind of solidify itself as not only a great horror film, a great sequel, and climax to the original. On top of that, it's almost three hours long. It's incredibly long. But there are a lot of things... For me... <laughs> kind of bouncing back back and around, around here. For me... I was looking forward to this sequel. I think the cast is really strong. Uh, you know, Jessica Chastain is great for uh, casting for Beverly. Bill Hader uh, is 
perfect for Richie and you know James McAvoy everyone looks the part 27 years later uh, you even have Isaiah Mustafa who is the old spice guy from the TV commercials in this you know playing Mike and I, I think the casting did a great job of, of finding a group of seven people who do feel like they could be the Losers Club 27 years later. But as it got closer, you know, reviews started to come out for It Chapter 2, and they're, they're still relatively positive. It's fresh on Rotten Tomatoes, but it's not quite the, the fervor that the first one had, and... I didn't know exactly why that would be, uh, you know, sequels not living up to their predecessors are hardly a new thing, but I, I don't know, you look at it on, on, on paper, same director, uh, great cast, and same source material, same villain, and it feels like it should work. Feels like it should be a success, a smash, a hit, uh, you know, tracking for the box office returns opening weekend, uh, same low you know the first one made about 123 million dollars this one doesn't look like it's going to make a hundred that's fine like it's still going to do a lot of make a lot of money but there's something something felt like something felt off about the whole thing and now i saw the movie last night thursday opening night 5 p.m uh maybe half full theater give or take and as the movie played I kind of I began I figured out why for me it didn't feel like the first one I feel I, I know why for me it doesn't stand up against the original it doesn't stand up against um what made the first one so exciting so enjoyable so much fun and it's a couple of things First of all, a lot of the sequ- a lot of it chapter 2 is just a rehash of the first movie. And I've never read the book. I don't know how the book is structured. I don't know how the book is laid out, but I imagine it makes more sense in the book to for it to be like that. But watching it this way for almost 3 for a 3-hour movie, about 2 hours of it feels like okay, we're getting the group together, happened in the first movie. Um, we're going through a lot of flashback sequences happen in the first movie because they're flashbacks to the things in the first movie in some cases. Not always. Sometimes it's a flashback to something we didn't see in the first movie, but uh, sometimes they aren't. And even if it isn't, it's still it still feels like we're just looking at the first movie through this like hazy um, screen, and that's kind of what I just wanted. And I never got that because the sequel is so dour. It doesn't have fun. And I get that, like, these are adults now. They don't, you know, it's not the same vibe. You're not kids anymore. You're not having fun. This is a serious thing. And I understand where that's coming from. But it just, the fact that it's the same characters, it's the, you know, and we're still seeing the the younger versions of them in this movie. And it's not just flashbacks that you know, it's not just scenes ripped straight out of the first movie. It's new scenes uh, with the younger cast. It, it just it only goes to make this less enjoyable. 
it, it feels like, man, I, I really just wish I was watching the first one. I really just wish it was the kids again getting up to no good. And, I, and that sucks. Kind. I mean, that sucks. So for me, like the first two-thirds of the movie, it's kind of just rehashing and, and looking back on the original. Then when we finally do get to the sort of new stuff, the sort of, um, okay, now we're taking this to the next level in this second film. Uh, which I'm like, okay, like give me something I haven't seen before. Give me something new, exciting. And it couldn't. It still couldn't. Uh, the 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 climax of this ends up being, uh, you know, basically the same climax that the first one had. And you know, I I don't mean that as literally probably as it could be taken, but. To, you know, not not to spoil the, the movie, but it is a book that's been around for a long time, and I don't know, the ending just felt bland, boring. You know, everything that felt fresh and new about the first movie, uh, for someone who hasn't read the book, that is, uh, you know, is, is missing from this movie. There's no fun. There's no joy. You know, Bill Hader and... Um, and James Ransone as Eddie, as Richie and Eddie, respectively, are the only ones that, for me, really brought any level of fun to this movie. And yeah, I, I, I get that like these are characters that have changed and grown up in 27 years, and we didn't see any of that. We have you know brief two-minute sequences for each one of them that try to ham-fist you know, how much has changed and what took place over their lives to get them to where they ended up but uh, just so much of what drew me to the first movie is removed from this 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 version and it's frustrating it's just uh it's a shame it's sad i uh i you know i miss beverly being i don't know she was she was spunky and she was <laughs> I don't know, like a like a quintessential cool kid in the first movie, and you know Jessica Chastain. There are reasons why that's not exactly how Jessica Chastain plays Beverly in the sequel, but it's still it, it felt bad. It felt it was disappointing to you know I Jessica Chastain is such a great actor, and I would have loved to see her as the that Beverly and it uh, it makes just as little sense for her to be the same exact person 27 years later as it does to, you know as anything else but it just it, it really was I don't know you know you get I thought James McAvoy was fine uh, I thought his performance was fine. I, I, he he feels like Bill. I, you know, he feels like Bill. Hater as Richie is good. I liked Hater. I think, you know, like you look at what Finn Wolfhard was doing as Richie in the first movie, and and that element of him is, you know, that the the <laughs> there were a lot of elements to him that were turned up to eleven in the first movie that have been you know cranked down a bit here, and that's fine. Those elements are still there. They're just turned down. They're adults now. Whereas for some of the characters, I feel like Eddie, 
uh, you know, I didn't remember a lot about Eddie from the first one watching this. And, uh, you know, some of the flashbacks were helpful to get me back in the mindset of like what Eddie was like in the first movie. But it felt like some of Eddie's aspects were turned, were dialed up from relative to the first one, you know, and I just, I don't know. I guess it, it's not a, an awful movie. Let me let me get let me step back a little for that. It's not a bad movie. I don't think it's bad. I don't think it does a lot of bad things. I think it's just very rudimentary. I think it's just very straightforward. And I don't know how close that is to the source material. You know, it still has it's still fresh and raw tomatoes. Got three point three here. I'm probably gonna give it a score in the low fifties, maybe high forties, uh, but you know it's it's right on the right on the edge there there's an opening sequence uh that there's a couple of sequences that i really wasn't a fan of this time around and again they're in the in effect callbacks to the first movie uh but there's a, a scene that plays out similarly to um some of the stuff that happened with Bowers, Henry, Henry Bowers. Is that the kid version? Uh, so the bully that picks on them in the first movie, you know, he, he lots of stuff happens with the bully. He's a fairly consequential character in the film. And the film treats him that way. It treats him with respect, treats him with, you know, agency in the film and, and at, makes him part of the movie. And in it, chapter two, there's a similar plot line that takes place, and I hated all of that. I saw no reason to have it. I think you remove it, and the movie is exactly the same. And it's just—I don't know. It is maybe the movie's the same. Maybe the first it is also the same, but I don't think that's the case. You know, the first it, the bully's involvement, is part of what ends up getting the losers' club to grow together. You know, the rock fight down by the stream leads them to be, uh, you know, closer. It leads them to be a more tight-knit group. And that that's not what's being done here. That's not the service that uh, this plot is, is giving, uh, you know, in this movie. I, I just, I don't understand why... Other than for the fact that they were in the book, I don't, you know, and maybe this is more an issue with Stephen King as a director. It could be, or as a writer, sorry. Uh, it could be. I, I, you know, I like The Shining, and he reportedly does not like The Shining for how it portrays his story. Uh, but if, you know, I think we got Pet Cemetery earlier this year, and I, I wasn't a fan of that i didn't like the original either i've seen a lot of stephen king films and outside of a couple i wasn't a big fan of most of them and this just really i don't know just really rubbed me the wrong way and i just could not get into this movie i could not enjoy it and that's all the worse because it's almost three hours i said uh, i i tweeted uh, before I went to the movie that my biggest question wasn't how they were going to kill Pennywise wasn't how you know wasn't who was going to die wasn't how are they going to meet back up again or any of those things I was just curious how the movie was going to justify 
if the movie could justify being almost three hours long. Personally, no. Again, I think you can cut out the bully analogy aspects of this movie and it would be fine. I think uh, some of the flashback sequences are unnecessary, but, and, and let me praise the movie. I've done a lot of bad mouthing. Let me praise the movie for something. There are moments in the film where the characters individually have to go collect items from dairy, around dairy. And when they do this, say, uh, someone, you know, if you've seen the trailer, Beverly goes back to her old apartment, which is the scenes where uh, there's that old woman who, who like, greets her. And, like, her, this old woman lives in her old apartment now. And in that sequence, so from the point where she gets to the apartment to when she's finished at the apartment with whatever she needed, uh, the, the scene is intermingled with flashbacks. And so we get Jessica Chastain and Sophia Lillis both playing Beverly at various points through this, this sequence. And what I like that the movie did and what I think was the most interesting aspect of the film and what, if there was more of this, could have set it apart from the first a little bit more was the way that when disaster struck, when Pennywise reared his ugly head, it felt for a for a moment like he existed across both planes of time. Like he was con- uh, simultaneously affecting the flashback Sophia Lillis as well as the present day Jessica Chastain. And that was really, you know, that was really gripping. You know, and he does the, that happens a couple of times during this, you know, middle hour of the film. And I, I was really, those were some of the scenes I could really get into. But it just, it just, everything else, so much else in the film was lackluster. Uh, you know, I, I often have a tough time watching horror movies. I, you know, it's not, I wouldn't say it's because I don't know that everything's fake and it's not because like, I, I, I don't know. I, I just, I don't have a good, um, mindset for watching horror movies, I suppose. And the first it, uh, does a lot of good stuff. And I think from a horror perspective, it was very easy to watch for me. And this movie is the same. Uh, and in fact, I would say it's even easier to watch this. It doesn't do... It's not a ton of jump scares here. I think that, that what I like about the It movies from a horror perspective is that they try to... I don't know. They try to be unsettling more so. And the times where it gets loud and, and freakish and crazy, I, I, those don't generally work for me. But the more unsettling elements, I think, are, are more exciting. You know, when you look at the first movie, Georgie and the Storm Drain, like, that's a great scene. Great horror scene to me. And there's a similar scene in this movie uh, under the... Uh, not to give it... Not to set it... Not, it's with a character that we've never met before doing a thing. And this character, this young 
child meets Pennywise in a dark space. And it's not as good as the storm drain. I don't think anything could have been. But the moments, those moments where Pennywise is is trying to be vulnerable in order to lure someone toward him. You know, he's he's trapped in a storm drain. Or in this instance, you know, he's talking about the way his face looks and how it scares people. And that side of the character and the scenes where the character is able to kind of showcase it's not just a, you know, freak horror entity are really encouraging from from like the about like who this person is and what I think of them and how I come to understand what Pennywise is because these are such you know it's not just I'm presenting you with your greatest fear like it is with so many of the other sequences that Pennywise is involved in it's you know it's like come closer let me let me you know, share what's inside of me with what's, you know, inside of you, what's, you know, it for a moment, he's he's empathizing with the feelings of these kids. And that is terrifying. I think that is more that is much scarier than than just a giant Pennywise, you know, popping out of a projector. And when you know, to talk about the Georgie sequence when he he lures Georgie in, like you know, it's a bad thing. Watching it from the audience, you know, don't go closer to that storm drain, Georgie. Don't go closer, and and yet for me, watching it and and trying to you know putting myself in Georgie's place, I can understand the sort of inner desire to want that. to want to get closer to this clown who, you know, you're a kid, so so things are all always different for you than they are for an adult. You don't react the same way. And there are a couple of scenes in this movie where, that really show the difference between kids and adults and how they react to things. But, you know, the, you know, just having Pennywise there, like slowly encouraging you to come closer, slowly telling you, hey, I'm just like you. Hey, you know, we could be friends. Hey, you know, that's uh, something, something, something. And it works. I, I think it, it's a, it's a, these, the composition of these moments really work. And they serve to make Pennywise a, a very scary villain. And I wish that wasn't undone so easily by the moments where he just kind of, he's a big face clown thing now. And it's like, why? that why it's, uh, you know it's kind of kind of a letdown and i you know i think the first it you know it starts off so strong with georgie's sequence and even though i i feel like the ending of the first it was kind of a letdown it didn't completely ruin things to me i, I you know i thought the ending of the first it was fine it's not great but it's fine and in this movie, we don't even start out with the high of a Georgie storm drain sequence. It's just bland, bland, and then a small dip at the end downward. Um, yeah, it, it just it, it never quite found its mark with me. And there are some people who've really seemed to like it. You know, looking through some of the reviews on Letterboxd and some of the reviews on Rotten Tomatoes, some people really dug it, and that's great. And, uh, you know, more power to them. Happy for those people. It's not me. 
not me. I, I mean, I guess there's not going to be a third one because I don't know what that would look like since there's no material for it. So don't have to worry about that. But yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm curious to know. I'm curious to see what the next big horror movie is going to be after this. I'm sure it's something that we've already got, you know, scheduled filming, post-production, something like that. But the next, like, really breakout thing, um, I'm curious. So that's kind of it. You know, I'm not going to go into spoilers. It, it, yeah, I'm not sure if you can spoil a movie like this, but um, it, chapter two, is, uh, it's fine. I think there are definitely moments that are fine and like I said, I, I think the the intermingling of the flashbacks with current day stuff, those worked for me, but a lot of it didn't and it's mostly because it's just rehashing what happened in the first movie. So that's it, chapter two. Sorry if you liked it. Let me know if if I'm I'm way off base. Uh Find me on Twitter at Circle of Film. Write into the show, circleoffilm at gmail.com, or find me on Letterboxd, Letterboxd uh, at Circle of Film. Uh, you can find more episodes, iTunes, Stitcher, places where podcasts can be found, or head over to the website, circleoffilm.com, to find um, episodes and a lot of other stuff related to the show. You can support the show, like it, rate it, review it, subscribe to it, uh, tell your friends, or just listen. It's the best thing, just listen. If you are so inclined, you can become a patron at patreon.com slash circle of film. For as little as eight cents an episode, you can hear everything early, including my top 10 new August movies, which has been recorded. It's already up for Patreon listeners and Patreon subscribers. Uh, but well, that will come out on Monday for everyone else. Uh, and we'll see what else is coming next week. I might be able to do, might might work into a an It 2 statistics episode next week since we're kind of light on new releases and we'll see what happens next Friday. Thank you for listening and as always, have a week. So long, farewell, I'll be the same goodnight. I know she'll never leave me even as she fades from Nothing's really left or lost without a trace. Nothing's gone forever, only out of place. So long, farewell, oh, what I'll be to say. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. So long.